This blockbuster I give to the word hitters who love to shadow box backstage. Let me make a short story shorter. Let me tell you about the night I walked Magda to the supermarket. It snowed so much you could have saved the story in a snow globe. The whole Goya bean section knew that we were in love. I carried her ginger, garlic, and twist-off mop in one hand and orange juice and scented candles in another. She gave me her tongue in the vestibule and told me a secret. This program is brought to you by Haymarket Books as part of our live event series. Haymarket Books is a radical, independent publisher dedicated to connecting social movements with the ideas they need in the struggle for a better world. You can help support the Haymarket Project by buying books at haymarketbooks.org and especially by joining the Haymarket Book Club. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and the Haymarket YouTube channel to access all of our upcoming events. Hello, what's going on, everybody? My name is Jose Guadalupe Olivares, and I am so excited to be the host for tonight's reading, celebrating Willie Perdomo Smoking Lovely, the remix. If you don't have it, you need to take a second, reevaluate your life, reconsider your choices, you know what I mean? And uh, maybe move over to Haymarket Books' website where you can order it right now and correct that. This is a beautiful book. You won't regret it. It's probably on sale because every time I look on Haymarket's website, everything is on sale somehow. It doesn't make sense to me, but I'm a writer. You know what I mean? What do I know? So uh, tonight we are all gathered here to celebrate Willy Perdomo. Uh, and I want to say a couple things. You know, one, bienvenidos. Uh, si no hablas español, Bienvenidos. Y si no hablas inglés, bienvenidos. We're going to welcome everybody here. If you need uh, audio transcription, we have someone live transcripting everyone. So uh, that should be available to you on the YouTube channel. Um, once again, make sure you go and buy a copy of Willie's book. We have gathered tonight an incredible roster of some of my favorite writers from throughout the country. Um, just an incredible assortment of writers. So tonight you will hear from Ashley August, Courtney Lamar Charleston, Gabriel Cortez, Jasmine Mendez, Joseph Rios, Maria Fernanda, Janelle Pineda, Roberto Garcia, Ana Caona, Vincent Toro, Yesenia Montilla, and of course, the man of the hour, all the way from East Harlem, Willie Perdomo. Um, it's going to be a really incredible event. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Um, you know, it's June, and and I just, I, yeah, I'm just really grateful that we get to to come together to celebrate this book. And we have a lot of people to get through. So without any further ado, uh, wherever you're at, I need you to make a whole bunch of noise. You remember at the beginning of the pandemic when everybody had the pots and pans, go grab some pots and pans. I wanna be able to hear you here in New Jersey, which is where I'm located right now. Uh, give all your love, all your affection to Ashley August. 
Hey, y'all. Thank you so much. I love that I get a little essential workers clap. Thank you. I feel essential and shit. I'm a writer. I'm out here doing things that people need, I guess. Anyway, I'm excited to be here. It is such an honor to be here celebrating Willie. I used to take workshops with Willie Perdomo in a rec center in Brooklyn where it was hot and musky, but like everybody knew that we were here to learn from a legend. We were here to become better, but to become writers who wrote um, things that were so important to us and, uh, and things that we thought didn't matter to anybody else, but really made us feel like, shoot, like this is, this is fire. Um, and he also used to run home to go watch King of Queens, y'all. I'm going to tell you his business. Anyway, I'm going to read this poem that I wrote in a workshop recently in honor of that time with Willie. Thank you so much, Willie, for your love and for um, teaching us that educators can also be people who care as well. I was born, then I left. In between, I made some wrongs. So I was born, made some wrongs, then I left. But I wasn't all that wrong. I was also right, too. Right. So I was born, made some wrongs, was also right. In between all that, I learned to write. Crayon, pencil, marker, pen, wrote my list, almond milk, ice cream, pads, and pine saw. Wrote lists of places I dreamed of breathing air in. Japan, Brazil, Cuba, Paris. Wrote lists with faces. Jason, Tyrell, Alana, Kwame, Corey. Wrote a list about the things that hurt at 20. Heartbreak, stilettos, braids on 125th, and the swoosh of Wendy's and cheap liquor in the pit of my stomach. Wrote a list about the things that hurt 10 years later. My back, my creaky knees, my missing niece, all the doctor visits, the children we don't know that will exist. Wrote lists of all the things that I never checked off. Buy my mother a Mother's Day present. Call my first friend back and congratulate her on her graduation, my own graduations. Take the meds. Don't leave. Leave right now. Stop crying about everything. Wrote a list about all the words that scare me. Love. Thought about short lists, not even being heavy enough to call a list. Just the one line, one word fear that I will delete and never tell my therapist about. This is what the living do. We rattle our brains about what we did and what we will never do. We regret and hope and pray. Even if we never seen God or know her name, we believe and we hide. We drink spoiled milk and hope no one sees. We love a man and watch his wife call the phone on the nightstand. We forget forgive ourselves even though we don't deserve it. We don't forgive ourselves when it isn't even our fault. But one day we find a way to laugh and we laugh until the air leaves the room and time stops and you realize that this body deserved this after all it's been through, after all the lists, the ones completed and the ones we won't mention. We deserve to laugh ourselves breathless. Thank you, y'all. Congratulations, Willie. Hey, give it up one more time for Ashley August. Listen, if we were downtown somewhere in New York City or downtown somewhere in Los Angeles, people be going crazy right now. I just want you to know that. And so I want you to honor that energy and give it up for Ashley August. And Ashley's right, right? Like poetry is essential. We're here for a reason. Uh, so moving on. Uh, next up, all the way from Chicago, Illinois, 
please give all your love, all your energy to Courtney Lamar Charleston. Good evening, everybody. I hope y'all doing good. Smoking Lovely, the remix is here. Willie, congratulations. Uh, we love you. And uh, I mean, if we could all be so brilliant and so dapper, you know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm just always looking at you for inspiration. Um, for my poem tonight, I'm actually gonna read a poem that wouldn't exist without Willie. Um, it was back in, I think it was my, it was back at Cave Conum, my first time meeting Willie and my first time workshopping with him. And he just opened this poem and consequently this whole second book up himself, right? So I had to honor that and read the poem that kind of started it. So this one is titled Grand Theft Auto 3, 2001. My guns are loaded with imaginary numbers. The people I kill don't count against the city's reputation. The people I rob have the money again tomorrow. And I'll take it then too, because it feels good to can for once, or however many times I leave the hospital with another life to live on the wrong side of the law. Strategy guide, be a pacifist inside the shell of a violent person. I want good credit to my name to have the space to sin. Obey is the name of my personal brand. Button mashing my way to academic excellence in geometry while I bash in a black face with a baseball bat, a face replicating at random in a restricted area of binary code. Strategy guide. Bad things aren't bad if you wear a white man to do them. I bribe a mini skirt into the back seat of a stolen sports car and watch it rump shake on its axles. With my silent black face, I ask a classmate to leave me the frick alone. Strategy guide, your default is scary. So be smart about when you smile. For my crimes, I take my punishment quietly. Mean mug, mug, mug shots Monday through Friday as a singular form in a room full of plurals. Then I come home, boot up, turn up the volume high so I can hear the time bomb's explosion mark my mission complete. Let my mouth burst into pixels of pigeon, then peel out, peel off my face and the one under that and the one under that until I get tired of playing a game I can never beat. Thank you, Willie, for everything, bro. Much love. Yo, give it up one more time for Courtney Lamar Charleston. Courtney, like so many of the artists that you will hear from tonight, has multiple books and multiple ways that you can support him as an artist. So make sure you do that. Make sure you research all of our readers tonight um, because they're wonderful. and. You want wonder in your life. And so I invite you to participate in all of the joy, all of the wonder that our readers bring. Coming up next, all the way from Berkeley, California. Side note, why do people say all the way? If you're like in Oakland, all the way is not that far. You know what I mean? Uh, from Berkeley, California at the moment, please give it up for Gabriel Cortez.
Hey, what's up, y'all? Um, yo, congratulations, Willie. Smoking Lovely, the remix. Just so, so incredibly grateful to have you as a mentor, you know, from Vona. Um, all of my students know they'll often find me saying, yeah, the big homie Willie once told me, you know, <laughs> it's just like a way to usher in some wisdom. Um, but thank you for showing us how to stand in our traditions, how to flip what we got into the next possibility. And on that tip, I got this poem um, just celebrating. I know that this is not your first book released during this kind of Zoom era you know, of like shelter in place. And it's a trip doing that. So it's, it's, it's about when we don't have the, um, the live captioner and we just got to deal with the, the automatic captioner and, and what that does to our language sometimes. So it's called, I just wanted to see what it would do when I say. CC says nigga and the automatic caption generator stops. Somewhere a phantom stenographer lifts its hands from the keys and cranes a mylar ear forward listening again for that giddy sound, which hinges the air between the body and the bodyless like a screen door. We chuckle, wondering how a computer might pronounce this sixth grade shibboleth, lunch table where we learned to cuss and flick quarters bloody and knuckles skinned amongst our own. What could silicone or wires electric tell us of ash and cocoa buttered knees, of lips thick with slang lifted off the backseat of an uncle's Acura, the oral tradition of poison distilled into cure? Nigga, disaggregated into syllables is a two-step authentication. From behind its aluminum dermis, the machine transcribes the living, studying the sound a muscle makes skip the cross roof of mouth. It hears nasal cavity, soft palate, a throat hatched into blackbird from trees buzzsawed into dust. The computer whirs its robot fingers in search of a match, and we watch as algorithms scratch our breath in the constellations for somebody else's sky. Nigga becomes nickel. Nigga, nightgown, nigga, Nigerian, Nimbus, Megan, nigga, until finally, aha, from inside its glass display case, N asterisk, 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 A, smiles back at us like a cheap grill, the censored version of the song they play at the school dance, teachers interrupting our wine and sweat, the ugly shirt they made us wear for showing too much good black skin. And me and Cece are like, LOL, cackling at the familiar script, acquainted as we are with that hand behind the hand, its color and pool, how long before Zoom calls we learned whiteness operates at the level of cold. But imagine with me, listener, a system hacked. Imagine if from within its constants and variables, ciphers and schemes, the automatic caption generator hears CC say nigga and in the pause that follows constructs an entire new alphabet to ornate its brilliance. And what if from inside this opening, the computer caresses its own keys knowing everything there is to know and types N asterisk 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 A and means look what cosmos I made for you. Nigga, a body made of stars. Nigga, an asteroid belt slung so low the hem gathers black holes beneath its heels. Nigga, a history book so thick with reference, its letters, annotations, its annotations, annotated, not asterisk, 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 applicable, a hieroglyphic motion carved into light. Look, nigga playing double dutch with itself. Look, nigga bouncing the rock off of her own head. Look, nigga, a stream of water, an open hydrant pouring into the lake of its own mouth. Nigga, of three moons orbit. Nigga, of planets fixed by the gravity of the throat's guffaw. Nigga, a spell, spell out and secured atop the air like the last sliver of night shimmering over the dark and illuminate an illuminated horizon between us thanks y'all congratulations yo uh so 
in the Zoom room, I know on YouTube you can't necessarily see everything that I'm seeing. So let me tell you, let me illustrate the scene that I'm seeing. Everybody just went wild in our Zoom room. Everybody had <laughs> everybody had a reaction during that poem. That was incredible. Thank you so much, Gabriel. Coming up next from Houston, Texas, or maybe not from Houston, Texas, but in Houston, Texas right now, please give it up for Jasmine Mendez. Thank you, Jose. Thank you. Thank you uh, for having me. Uh, yeah. So uh, when I first met Willie at AWP a billion years ago, I cried. I fangirl so hard. I cried. And then um, I was fortunate enough to take a Vona workshop with him. Um, and every single day I cried uh, for different reasons in workshops. And uh, I too, am going to share a poem that would not exist uh, without Willie because the last prompt that he gave us that week was uh, write the hard poem, write the hard poem. And um, I did. And at that time, writing about my brother was the hardest thing that I could do. And the poem that I wrote in workshop was a very angry poem. And in that workshop, Willie said, um, similar to something Natalie Diaz once said to me in workshop also, this idea of like, show show him in that stage, like show, show him more love on the page than you can in real life, right? Show him in that beauty that you see. And so this is the revision to, to that poem that I'm gonna I'm share with you all tonight. It's titled Firstborn Son with an epigraph. Sometimes it's like I can see the future stretched out in front of me, just plain as day. The future hanging over there at the edge of my days, just waiting for me, a big looming blank space full of nothing. Lorraine Hansberry, a raisin in the sun. Act one, summary. A man who carried verses in his pocket like the loose change he would share with any, a stranger, my brother. I cannot forget the after-school sessions where we played at New Yorican poetry and my brother spat symphonic word sonnets in preparation for a performance. Lead actor, he cracked lightning bolts on stage with diaphragm and diction. My brother spoke soliloquies so eloquent a mic could not contain the vibrato of his voice. He, my brother, learned to memorize monologues like breathing, inhaled a character until it became his skin and bone. I, his supporting actress, filled the wings with his words. My brother wrote me into his play and led me into the limelight. We took our bows together and were held in the sound of an applause. During intermission, he called auditions to replace me, found a thumb-biting, upstaging she, made edits to his script, and cast a new set of characters. I take a seat in the audience, watch the tragedy unfold. Act two, summary. I should have been the firstborn son. Papi's dream deferred. My brother, you've forgotten your lines and exit left. A man in a costume fit only for the ensemble, missing your cue, rehearsing your failures in a mirror. Mi hermano, you've become her prop. Dead center, stage fright, step in, I cannot understudy. A part I was never meant to play. And the show goes on, laid bare beneath the spotlight bright, burning till you became my brother, the raisin in the sun. Thank you. Wow. Give it up one more time for Jasmine Mendez. Uh, also giving you a writing prompt for those of you who are writers in the YouTube, write the hard poem, whatever that is to you. Um, one more time, uh, in case you, you know, maybe 
you you jumped on the, the the YouTube and you don't know what you're looking at or why we're here, why we're gathered. Um, we're here to celebrate Willie Perdomo and his book, Smoking Lovely, the remix out from Haymarket Books. So make sure you go and get that. Coming up next, he put down his work, working in the distillery for just a minute to, <laughs> to come read some poems to us. <laughs> uh, he's an incredible poet. Uh, from Fresno, California, the home of poetry, many poets. Give it up for Joseph Rios. <laughs> yeah, I, I uh, just left the distillery. I opened here in Fresno. Uh, <laughs> that's where I left the rest of this beard, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, shout out to Wildy, man. I mean, you know, he's the maestro, like times a thousand. I mean, uh, he really helped like mold my like, caught me at a perfect time when I was working on my first book and it really, um, he gave me homework at the end of that Vona that I was doing for like the next three years, like trying to figure out, you know, trying to answer his questions. The questions he had about my manuscript, I spent like the next three years trying to answer with the work and, you know, and uh, yeah, I mean, it was just been an incredible support to me. Shout out to the, the original Smoking Lovely uh, <laughs> shout out to the new remix. Uh, I'm going to read, uh, something that, you know, Jose and, um, Alicia Rose Chavez, Willie Perdomo put out this book with Haymarket, uh, incredible, uh, anthology. And I'm going to read, uh, just a piece I got in here. Um, it's called a fellowship application. Please provide an introduction to your work. 250 words response. My poetry comes from a big water truck bouncing and exhaling smoke over dry molds and wheel marks made by other trucks that passed the same way last season at the same packing house in a different no stoplight central California town with another name that will be mispronounced in perpetuity, which is to say forever as ever. And this error will be defended until it is deemed correct and most true. Amen. 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 This is the poetry of a man in the passenger seat of said truck. He's trying to light a cigarette amidst all the vibrations and the damn truck keeps moving. Chewie's talking again. I got to get his words on the page, but this match keep blow, keeps blowing out. These poems, though, they want to be about something beautiful, like birds and shit. Chewie keeps talking about the birds. One hand on the wheel, he leans forward to look up from under his cap. His other hand enters my space with his fingers out like he's flying or the birds are flying or we're flying or the truck is flying. We're all birds now. And I still can't get this shit lit. The water treatment plant and his entire ecosystem of migratory birds, he says, this poetry is for the birds. It wasn't until my third week at work that I realized me and Chewie are probably cousins. Some border crossing mess, a case of mistaken identity, papers and names on paper, it only counts if it's on paper. Unfamiliar words that don't match faces. I could quote Borges again, but I'll chill. FYI, I just went over the word cap. Somebody baptized their first cousin and like me didn't realize it. Grandma's porch side pre 9-11 mentioned is the only living artifact. Art is fact, art are facts. The packing house is full of abuelas, full of art are facts. All forthcoming poetry will attempt to revive dead abuelas and their art is facts. One of those decolonized sisters told me this hummingbird was my abuela. Okay, I'm with that. Henceforth, all abuelas are hummingbirds. <laughs> poetry should be full of abuelas, full of birds. Full of birds who take you to the doctor and tell your teacher you got diarrhea, so don't trip if he has to go to the bathroom more than once. Full of birds who know why you passed out on the living room floor but still make you eggs and papas in the afternoon. Birds, 
who scrapbooked all your articles in the local paper about Division II softball and community college wrestling. Old birds, too busy dirt packing muscat and wonderfuls, birds that get cancer, birds that get valley fever, birds that die of diabetes, birds that watch professional wrestling and own cats with feline leukemia. I hate that my poetry has to be about this shit, but it's true, Bill Moyers. It's true, Harold Bloom. I'm not making it up, Don Cher. The rivers in these poems got arsenic in them and not in a funny Cary Grant way. More like bye-bye Thea Sissy way, bye-bye Chicana role model, bye-bye ice worker, bye-bye Thea Cookie, bye-bye Coach Garza kind of way, way. And every night I'll write you faithfully, all of you. And when we die, I hope we all go to the bird's nest built by SAI way, way. And maybe then I'll stop telling this tired ass story. But anyway, Chewy says, I got to go back to work now. And I finally got this cigarette going. Jesus had a lighter the whole time, that bastard. I'll tell you this, nothing in this whole world, there's nothing in this whole world like blowing smoke in the middle of a newly plowed field like this one. Punto. Neta. Bye. Thank you, Willie. Yo, listen, if you're in the chat, I need you to drop a bird in the chat if you felt that <laughs> poem. I know I felt that poem. Drop a bird in the chat. Uh, shout out to Josefo Joseph Rios. Coming up next, we have Maria Fernanda. So please, y'all, wherever you're at, put your hands together. Show a lot of love for Maria Fernanda. Thank you guys so much. Um, thank you, Willie, just for like bringing us together. Like these are, there are poets here who I haven't seen in years. There are poets that just like, you know, I've been just dying to hear their work again, you know, especially considering the pandemic. Um, I'm coming to everybody out from Arizona. So it's hat. Um, but let's just get into this. Um, let's see. I'm gonna bring some, I'm bringing a little love poem in here. Um, this piece is part of this larger project where I'm writing with a group of friends, the black queer waiting to exhale. So said in Phoenix. Early we named a safe word, one to say when Jamila or I felt the pull of our car's engine to drive against the pandemic, to leave Phoenix for Los Angeles or to leave Los Angeles for Phoenix to see the other. Turtle was our myth of a love's slope propel forward. It didn't work. Turtles retract to withdraw to protect themselves and in recent research to eat. And I wanted to extend everything, my head, my legs, my love with her. We returned to this waterline, blurry and often until we couldn't. And I'm gonna read another like little baby poem about um, a special place in Arizona called Gilbert. The day before shelter in place, before the Gilbert salon closes, the casuals brag between hair flips and vocal fry. They laugh about clearing the shelves of boxed bullets. Like cheap candles, they stack snug under their husbands, brothers, cousins, arms, each box hot, hot, and they yet are still stooping. This is the sound their God makes. Click, click, their God. Your target runs out of water. Click, click, the Walmart soft counts paper. Click, click, your target runs out of water. The corner store's line is out the door. Hair flip, click, click, everybody stands six feet apart like a crowded upright burial ground. Click, click, it's night out in this sun downtown where the white boys still shoot balled up lightning. They're outside my apartment again and they're bored, the white women say. It's a joke they say, but it's more like a prayer with no one's name. Thank you, Willie. I'd love to you. Yo, 
Give it up one more time for Maria Fernanda in Arizona. Here on this side of the screen, people were like, yo, we need that movie. So listen, if you have Hollywood connections, you already know what you need to do. And look, we got Ashley here. Ashley's an actress. You know what I'm saying? Holler at Ashley. You, you already have all the pieces of the puzzle here. You know what I'm saying? So if you're working in Hollywood, you need to go ahead and make that happen. Uh, thank you so much, Maria Fernanda. Um, I'm having maybe too much fun, honestly. I probably got to chill a little bit. But uh, coming up next, we have an incredible poet here in New Jersey. Please give all your love, all of your good energy to Roberto Garcia. What's up? What's up? Um, thank you. Thank you. Yo, it's just like... Whew. One fire-ass poem after the next. How do you even go? Willie, thank you so much, B, but not only just for inviting me, but just for all of it, right? All of it. Bam. 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 Thanks for all of it, B. All of it, okay? I took a workshop with Willie, but Willie wasn't there. You know what I'm saying? He was here. <laughs> so, you know, that's what I got. Um... I know I love you. I respect you, but I love smoking lovelies. All right. <laughs> like I steal off of it all the time. And to echo what people have said, this poem would not exist without smoking lovely. It's called charge that to the game. I wonder what happened to the baby. I mean, after the mom slipped her crack vials into the baby's diaper, I never went back. I copped a dime bag and ran to school three. Looked for my crew. The night, ugly. I sat on bleachers under a street light. No one around. Rain cut silence. Soaked my filly. I couldn't roll the blunt. Damn. Scoped 5-0 circling the park. I ate the weed and walked home. By the end, I was floating. Tried sneaking in, but my sister Kiana posted at the kitchen table. Eating a dime bag of weed hits different. Kiana eyeballed me. I played it cool. Served my rice, black beans, and steak and sat down to eat in the smoothest move since Silk came on the scene. So what's up? She asked. Chilling, I replied and shoved a fork full into my mouth. A short trip since my chin dipped in the plate. And by the time I realized, Kiana laughed so hard, she had tears in her eyes. I kept going with it. She laughed like a baby when a parent acts funny, so I did it again. My face in the plate as I pushed food into my mouth. She laughed like a baby. I was high as a kite. And she laughed and laughed like a baby, a baby. Thank you, man, I love y'all. Wow, give it up one more time for Roberto Garcia. And our Roberto has a bunch of books that you can purchase, so make sure you go and support Roberto. Make sure you support all of the wonderful writers and artists that we have here with us tonight. Um, coming up next from, I also love that everybody has their original copy of Smoking Lovely. 
<laughs> Willie, you're just you're just looking more handsome with Tom, brother. You're looking good, man. Uh, coming up next from Los Angeles, California. Please, y'all, give all your love, all your energy to Janelle Pineda. Hello, everyone. It is so amazing to be here with you all celebrating Smoking Lovely. Um, Willie Perdoma, it's an honor to, to be able to be here and, and read with you and celebrate. Um, the poem I'm going to read for y'all today is called How English Came to Grandma. Beatles songs blared from the small radio in her kitchen and 20-something-year-old Elba danced to a hard day's night singing English into existence in a place it never should have arrived. Like a work of brujeria, English enamored her into thinking the U.S. perfect. <clears throat> For grandma, everything Americano was soaked in English, and she wanted to bathe in that language's ocean, no matter how bloody she pretended it didn't look. Inglés la conquistó a pura paja, stuck its tongue down her throat, then bewitched her feet to follow it. Grandma tells me she fled in search of it, traced its footprints up the Isthmus to Los Estados Unidos, the obvious place to go, the place where everybody ended up, whether they wanted to or not, because come on. Where else would they go but to the place to which they all belonged? No, I don't mean they belong there. I mean they belonged to. All this to tell you, Grandma still does not speak English. She tried wrestling it once, but it twisted her tongue. So instead, she clings to Grandma and never Abuela, her I love Jews. Instead of Te Quiero, her Beatles lyrics, her thick Jess ma'am and right away ma'am from her jobs cleaning houses in Woodland Hill, Paz Adina, sometimes even Beverly Hill, her Spanglish and her Isosoris. Because if she knows anything about English, it's how much that language demands her to apologize. Wow. Give it up one more time for Janelle Pineda. Um, again, I wish that all of you were here in the Zoom with us because uh, Janelle hit that last line and the room went up. You know what I'm saying? The room went up. Thank you, Janelle. Thank you all of, all of you for being here with us. Um, coming up next, we're going uptown. We're going uptown. Please, y'all, give all your energy, all your love to Ana Kaona. Thank you so much. I don't gotta do this. Why am I doing that? You can hear me now. Thank you, thank you. Willie, I'm gonna do this real quick because I know I don't have that much time, but thank you so much for having me here. I met Willie when I was 16, uh, Martin Luther King High School at an event that he did for inner city kids um, where Nickel Cost a Dime just came out. And I've been writing poetry since I was four years old, but I was only exposed, being a public school city kid, only exposed to Maya Angelou and Lanston Hughes, that, as far as folks that look like me. And I love poetry. I wrote poetry and I just, it just poured out of me since I was four. 
then I'm 16, I'm sitting in this circle of a whole bunch of, you know, black and Latino inner city youth. And this man is sitting right across from me with his book in his hand, looking like my cousin, like my brother, like my father, looking like me with a book in his hand. And it literally shattered my whole world. It literally told me I had permission to do that thing I was doing in the dark for years and years and years. And I felt, it was like I saw light for the first time. That's how earth shattering it was and how just transformative it was and how much hope it instilled in me and gave me permission to live. Um, and I stalked him ever since. And so he became my mentor and my friend and I'm never gonna stop stalking you. And I love you so very much. Um, you are the goat. Um, all right, I'll get really quickly into this poem. This poem uh, is called Stillmatic. It is named after the Nas album, Stillmatic. I quickly just want to say that I am referring to my actual brother in this poem, but I refer to him as Enewa, the African Orisha. I just want to make that clear because sometimes people think I'm talking about the actual like Orisha, Enewa, but no, I just changed his name to Enewa to like preserve his privacy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I am actually referring to my brother when I say that. So here's the poem, Stillmatic. <clears throat> I was in the Bronx sacrificing doves. Baba would swiftly rip their heads off like challah bread on Yom Kippur. By the mural of Fat Joe and Big Pun, where I came to pay blood in exchange for safety, his safety. My legendary brother, Elegua, all the way from Washington Heights, right off the Deegan, he found me as if the 160,000 miles of streets never distanced us. I still don't know how, but he found me. He hurried me inside his Range Rover, already high off the nitrous oxide, pumping out the speakers. Listen, he said, it dropped today. He needed to be the one to deliver it to me. Needed to bear witness, to be church for my monosyllabic prayer, Nas. This is how he loves my legendary brother, Elegua. His search for me rippled the gray out the black, out the clouds, out the clock. Reversed my childhood suicides I'd done to subside. Giddy little dead girls ascended from the purgatory prison of my mouth and joined us. This is what it feels like to be loved by my legendary brother, Elegua. I rolled his blunt. He never let me smoke for your own good. He turned the speakers up, paused, rewind lines, man, I zoned out. We listened through sunset and nightfall to ethereal prophecy, nodded our heads until our thorn crowns spun off into glowing disc. I didn't know it then that this day would be my favorite, a holy day. The smell of dead pigeons still fresh on my fingers. Give it up one more time for Ana Kaona.
listen, if you're in the chat, if you're feeling our event so far, I need you to drop some X's for the BX, you know what I mean? Drop some up arrows. Uh, I don't know if you can tell, but I've maybe been gaming a little bit too much. I got all of the, the Twitch commentary stuck in my head. It's a, it's a problem. But yeah, drop some X's in the chat if you felt that poem. I know I felt that poem. Uh, and we're going to keep it on the East Coast, you know what I mean? We're going to keep it Boricua with our next reader. So please, y'all, give it up for our next reader, Vincent. Toro. Yeah, just the other side of the bridge from Anacona, actually. All right, practically neighbors. Willie, Mano, I can't tell you how this is an honor to be here celebrating your book. And it's also a dream. I remember 1994 or something like that, seeing you read at the New York, and I always tell you about it. I was fresh out of high school. 27 years later, here it is to celebrate you. It's an honor. I've been teaching your work for two decades now to third graders, middle school, high school, college, MFA, senior citizens, and they all respond to your work. And I, and I've, I've learned that two of the, the central reasons why in terms of craft is for one, you're one of the, the poets who has not forgotten that poetry of music first. And uh, because when they hear your poems, your poems are populated with voices that are familiar to them. It's the voice of the people, the vos populi. So this piece I'm going to read, I, I hope, I think, captures some of those elements of, of, of poetry as music. It's a sound piece and a multitude of voices. And it was written right after the ousting of Roseo in Puerto Rico. And uh, it, the root note of the song of the poem uh, is, a, is a phrase that us New Yorkans are obsessed with, a Spanglish, a Spanglish phrase, pero like. And so this is called pero like a boogaloo. Pero like Dykeman Street late night conguero confession. Pero like loteria cards used as a second form of identification. Pero like vegan picadillo and non-GMO sancocho seasoned with queer electro clash bounce. Pero like plena blended with trip hop. Pero like two converse all-stars, one green and one blue. Pero like Titi from Kingsbridge and Tata from Cibao who wants his sushi con mambo. Pero like Raul Julia owning Petruchio. Pero like panaderias hosting weekly meetings of the macheteros. Pero like Brunilda Ruiz's first plie hoisting hilaros into the stratosphere. Pero like forget Nabokov, yo. The only Lolita is Lebron. Petrifying congressman with her glare. Pero it's like tembleque served after Sunday sermons. Pero like barbecue pits in La Perla. Pero like my namesake whose trompo dropped one month before I kicked up into this joint. Pero like, oye, mira, we are the the unified field theory kid. Pero like this cat I know works for Big Pharma and got the nerve to tout mandatory minimums. Pero like the family lechonera rots on an old cane field while the governor gifts the beaches to cronies copping for a home in Martha's Vineyard. Pero like, how's that even a thing? Pero like Kelleher bilks the anoles. Pero like Roseo tweets and bustaria stirred with cheap shots during work hours. Pero like Brock blockchains up the Guayacans with his filthy capris and faux swagger. Pero like the people were all like Bafuera with all them Diablos. Pero yo now, Highway 18 is a sea filled with gorillos of rock beauties, engraving frack tremors with their canaris hatchlings. Pero like they can horse trade the coast. Pero like ain't no one leaving. 
that are like, we ain't even know how to even say goodbye. Like, we're not scared of it or anything, but it just isn't our thing, tu sabes, pero, because like, we don't do departure, ain't about getting gone, not about no absenteeism, pero like, it's just a coffee beach break, yo, pero Michacho is holding this spot for us. Pero like, they can hold a spot for you too if you want, but you gotta be ready to share, bueno? But like how many hurricanes we got to spin into legendary club tracks before things get real for you. Better like the swindle swamp dreck piles up like a Staten Island waste dump. Better like there's only so many plagues a boca can swill before the tongue goes numb. Tu sabes? Better like yo creo que what really burns these leeches is they've been shipping the devastations FedEx to our verandas for like a zeta second or 20. Better like as you can see right here, we still laughing up in here anyway. Better like that's worth at least three weapons. No, thank you, Willie. Thank you, everybody. Yo, thank you, Vincent. Drop a weapon in the chat if you know what's good. You know what I'm saying? Drop a weapon in the chat. Drop a better like in the chat. Uh, listen. I've, I've had an incredible time. It's been really beautiful. Coming up next, we're almost at our feature. Once again, we are here celebrating Willy Perdomo. We have uh, our last reader before we get to Willy. And of course, we got to keep it uptown uh, in Harlem. Please, y'all, give all your energy and all your love to Yesenia Montilla. Thank you. It is so, I don't even know. It's so good to be here. Willie, I love you so much. I've loved your work my whole life, I think. And um, I was debating which poem I was going to read, but I think I'm going to read A Perfect Game, which is my Sammy Sosa poem, because I think when I went to New York and Willie, and I saw you read, you were the one that opened up the idea of speaking race in my Dominican family. So forever, I'll be grateful for that. Um, this is a perfect game. To this day, I still remember sitting on my abuelo's lap, watching the Yankees hit, then, then run, a soft wind rounding the bases, every foot tap to the white pad, gentle as a kiss. How I love those afternoons languidly eating jamon sandwiches and drinking root beer. Later, when I knew something about the blue-collar man, my father, who worked with his hands and tumbled into the house exhausted like heat in a rainstorm, I became a Mets fan. Something about their unclean faces. Their mustaches seemed rough to the touch. They had names like Wally and Dykstra. I was certain I would marry a man just like them. That is until Sammy Sosa came along with his smile a reptile that only knew about laying in the sun. His arms were cannon and his skin burnt cinnamon that glistened in my dreams. Everyone said he was not beautiful. Out in the streets where the men set up shop playing dominoes, I'd hear them say between the yelling of Capicu, como juega, pero feo como el diablo. I knew nothing of my history of the infighting on an island in which one side swore it was only one thing, pallid, pristine. And I didn't know that Sammy carried this history like a tattoo, that he wished every day to be white. It is a perfect game, this race war. It is everywhere. 
living in the American bayou as much as a Dominican dirt road. It makes a man do something to his skin that seems unholy. It makes that same man change eye color like a soft summer dress slipped on slowly. It makes a grandmother ask her granddaughter if she's suffering from something feverish because that could be the only excuse why her hair has not been straightened like a ballerina's back beside the color of wild daffodils growing in an outfield. Sammy hit 66 home runs one year, and that was still not enough to make him feel handsome or worthy of that blackness that I believe a gift. Even today, while black churches burn and black bodies disappear from one day to the next, the same as old pennies, I think of him often, barely remember what he looked like, but I can recall his hunched shoulders in the dugout, his perfect swing, and how maybe he tried to spit out black from his mouth after every single strike. Congratulations, Willie. Yo, give it up one more time for Yesenia Montilla. I could listen to Yesenia read poems all day. Yesenia is incredible. Um, give it up one more time for all of our readers. Uh, give it up for Ashley August. Give it up for Courtney Lamar Charleston. Give it up for Gabriel Cortez. Give it up for Jasmine Mendez. Give it up for Vincent Toro. Give it up for Maria Fernanda. Give it up for Ana Caona. Give it up for Roberto Garcia. Give it up for Joseph Rios. Give it up for Janelle Pineda. Uh, we are gathered here and we all are gathered happily here to celebrate the one and only Willie Perdomo. Uh, Willie, I've been reading your poems. You know, I feel conflicted about this because I don't want to make you feel old. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't want to be like, yo, I was a teenager when I was reading your poems. Uh, so I'll just say, man, uh, I love you, and I'm so glad that you gave us this book again, and I'm so happy whenever I read one of your poems, and I'm so grateful to get to share this moment with you. Uh, and let's get a drink real soon, wherever you're at. Listen, I need you to go crazy right now, because we are here for the one and only. From East Harlem, from 122nd Street, you feel me? Give it up for Willie Perdomo. Yo, mic check. You hear me, Jose? Yeah? Right on, right on, man. So as you can tell, the, uh, there's a common thread that's going through this particular lineup, and it's one of fire and shit. You know what I'm saying? It just comes up one fire, one flame after another flame after another flame after another flame. And, you know, you got to have an extinguisher ready for this, for this kind of reading, you know, and you, there's not one to be found, man. So... Um, I'm really, really happy to be here, man. And, uh, you know, what, a what a set. So let's, let's, let's keep this party moving, man. Cause like we're in the boogaloo hour, I think, you know, sort of Vincent took us in that direction and just all the way leading up to that with, uh, everything that was coming through. Um, yeah, let's, let's continue, man. Let's continue this party. But before I do that, I definitely need to thank, um, uh, thank you for hosting it, man. And I appreciate it. You coming through, and um, I want to thank Haymarket Books, um, specifically uh, uh, Maya Marshall, Erica Foreman, 
uh, Nisha Bolsey and, uh, you know, the, the, the work that was put into it right up to the last minute. You know, I, if, 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 if you listen to an episode of the poetry guys, you know, I, I'm, I'm mad conflicted about this book and I have been for a very long time. And, uh, but again, when you, uh, when you're a younger poet, you, you, you have to look at your healthy embarrassments with uh, another lens, you know, um, and you start to think about the impact, um, you know, these poems make. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to read a few, um, from, from, from this remix. Um, so the remix is a, is a hip hop, uh, tool, you know what I'm saying? Like where you, uh, take things and, uh, bring in some other voices into it. You bring in some other elements to it. And, uh, part of that was writing a 10 minute play that's in the book. Another part of it was, uh, having this introduction by Udayang Noel, where he sort of contextualizes the book in, in, in the 90s as a, as a phenomenon of being commodified, the whole idea of being gentrified as it applies to either poetry, spoken word, or say, East Harlem. And then there was an afterward. And I think, you know, when you get to a certain age, you start to look at uh, your work and, uh, and, and think about your relationship to it. All that to say that um, I haven't read some of these poems in 15 years. So here we go. Shit to write about. The last time I saw a kryptonite, he had a bottle fight with his girlfriend. He stopped me in front of Gaddafi's and asked me to write something sweet for her. He said it should be something like the poem I wrote for Nesta's girl on Valentine's Day. He asked me to recite that poem. The poem went like this. The longer I looked for something to say, the harder I search for another way to show you my love. I don't have a rose or a box of chocolates to send in place of my heart, but I can start with the bouquet of I love you and I miss you. Close your eyes and feel me kiss you. If I could, I would turn into Hallmark and send myself express. But all I have is this poem to show that I love you more than I love you less. Crip yell, yeah, 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 that's the shit I'm talking about. But yo, I want mine to be better than that though, you know what I'm saying? Tell me what you miss about your girl, Crip, I said. He put his hand on my shoulder, looked into my eyes and said, you know how she puts me to sleep? She sings me lullabies while she writes her name in cursive on my back with the tips of her fingernails. She loves it when I run a comb mad soft through her curls. I miss her, yo. He said like he was lost for the first time. I remember the night we were standing in front of 1990 and Crip pointed to a cardboard shrine on the corner. And then he pointed to a row of kicks hanging off the long neck of a light post. The glow in the dark rosaries draped on the rims of yellow candles, eternal flames, untapped 40s, unwrapped cigars, tombstones that we visit daily. Now, if you're going to write about something, Crip said, that's some shit to write about. Today, his subject was life stories, unauthorized biographies about players who are reaching the end of their game. Yo, he started. I've been looking all over for you, man. 
I heard you was living in Brooklyn now. Coño, you're getting fat, kid. God bless you. Word up, bro. Last time I saw you, you looked like you were smoking lovely. Not for nothing, but ninjas were saying that you were down with the Dead Poet Society, bro. Kenny Mack told me you was getting paid to write your life story. And like lately, I've been having these scrambling nights and hand to mouth baby crying mornings. I just lost my cousin to the monster and I'm waiting for a formula that I can drink to grow stronger. The boys are blowing us off the corners like ghost town dirt. I feel like I'm running from a cage, crying when no one is looking. Like every day is going to be the last time I see my son. And then I started thinking, bro. If I wanted to write a book, how much you think my life would be worth? So clearly you, you see that uh, where I grew up, uh, the crew that I was hanging out with had were thoroughly invested in my writing process and shit. So they would point the things out that I should be writing about walking down the street, going to a jam and so on. Um, this piece is called Word to Everything I Love. I feel like dropping some bombs tonight. I have a milk crate bursting at the handles with muses that look like three by seven memo pads, but I only need a minute of your time. If I told you that your woman was playing you dirty and you asked me if I was for real, I would say word. That's my word to everything I love. Only because that's what Brother Lowe says when he wants you to believe him more than you believe in the God of your choice. These poets who don't don't even know it will not put their palms on a stack of Bibles or swear on the soul of an unborn child. If you find out that they're lying, you can have everything they love. Here's bomb number one. I want to give a shout out to all those lyric poets who cried behind a low score and left a short circuit through the back door. This is my word to everything I love. When you come back home, you might expect welcome mats of damn. Where you been? You look good. Anything I can do for you? Anything you need? But these are the same mats you stepped on before. When you come back home, you might expect the spotlight to be as bright as the last time you left the stage, but the page got turned out and you got erased from the next chapter. When you come back home, your beloveds will ask if you're working on your steps and you'll say that you closed your eyes, took one giant step and never looked back. Word to everything I love. After you make the love you dream of making, you come home to clean your closets. You keep the phone nearby just in case you bump into half of something that will bring you back and hit you where it hurts. This blockbuster I give to the word hitters who love to shadow box backstage. Let me make a short story shorter. Let me tell you about the night I walked Magda to the supermarket. It snowed so much you could have saved this story in a snow globe. The whole Goya bean section knew that we were in love. I carried her ginger, garlic, and twist off mop in one hand and orange juice and scented candles in another. She gave me her tongue in the vestibule and told me a secret. The next morning we met in a garden filled with computers. We downloaded all kinds of flowers and trees. Words are everything I love. 
Like that, Magda rollerbladed to the clinic with good news. Don't you understand? This is for you repeat offenders in the final round. For those of you who need new material, this is the song of the almost and the was. The call you get on a lifeline. Sounds like tears dropping into a voicemail. Imagine the miscarried having its last word. She would have wanted to wear ponytails to class picture day. She would have sketched a poem and left it on my pillow. She was surrounded by a circle of street pigeons in a city square. Today, I missed a train stop thinking of what her name would have been. So we're going to take it the, the love route. And this is called Notes for a Slow Jam. The notes. You want to play this like Petrarch? and bless her with a suite of sonnets, but you don't fuck with sonnets, so you decide to write 100 letters for 100 days, but you're getting discharged tomorrow morning, so you write a slow jam on the back of this patient bill of rights. Yesterday, your roommate asked if you had a love in the world. You told him about, that, about the night you watched Laura Network at Velvet Lounge as Winton Marcellus played a blues tribute for Albert Murray. During a solo, you heard yourself blow a quick, oh shit, who is that riff? But a little voice convinced you that a woman whose laugh could play with music was too good for you. Your roommate says, damn, that's messed up. And went to the day room before you could tell him that the first time she said yes, you stayed in bed for her three days, had breakfast specials delivered and listened to Robin Harris snap on Bebe's kids. You had her laugh or to yourself. Right now, you're looking out the window, feeling the poem she always wanted about to drop like heavy rain slapping the swing seats in Mount Morris. Time to play diamonds before they call a melancholy snack time. Stray dogs bark at my soundproof window. The bass line sinks. And all you want to know is, where's your funny Valentine? The slow jam. This is the poem you always wanted. I've turned into a fire can crooner to sing you this slow jam, a farewell greeting no sooner than the sun set on our meeting. I had a song for you. But first, I had to sample from the midnight quiet storm, like break up to make up and make up to break up and break up to wake up. I was a three-time loser, fell in heart overhead, not even a chance to carve the initials of our romance on the bark of a tree. There's nothing, no one left to point that and say, it's all because of you. So I have an encounter session with the bathroom mirror. Those black crescents under my eyes tried to cover the cries that fell on the street as I peeked on a broken heart binge. Had to get high, so I play Angels Social Club where I find the answer boiling in the jukebox. Pick a song. Hip hopping through life, I thought Sisa was just for the rice and beans. I was wrong. You probably think I'm high right now if I told you that Tito Rojas was a Greek playwright or that Euripides had his own conjunto. Listen to the tragic hero chilling on the corner. Epics and shit spilling from his mouth. 
A chorus throws gifts off a rooftop. Ay, ay, ay. Y dice que los hombres nunca, nunca deben llorar. I look into the bathroom mirror one more time before I chase you away. And just in case you don't speak Spanish, here's some muddy waters. Like you can't spend what you ain't got. And you can't lose what you never had. My pockets are empty and I'm letting you go without a fight. But before you go, here's that poem you always wanted. All right, so we keep moving. And this poem, particular poem was called The New Boogaloo. And it was born in East Harlem in like the early 90s at some point. So full disclosure, all these poems are like from the early 90s and shit. They're like mad old poems, but so The New Boogaloo. There's a disco ball spinning starlight on the new boogaloo. Tell Sonia that we got bombs ready to drop, that our soneros are ready to sing to those flowers that did not survive Operation Green Thumb. Tell Dennis that the renaissance he's been looking for is ready to set up shop and dreams have decided to take responsibility for themselves. Tell Maikito the painters are eating piraguas, sitting on milk crates and kicking it with poets who are bored with keeping it real. Tell Rosalia that the Reverend Pedro is on the rooftop handing out passports because the spaceship Casita is about to take off. Que como like a Brook Avenue in Bombasso, we're going to make you dance. Que como un cocotazo limpio, we're going to make your head rock. So tell Pachanga that si no hablas español, bienvenido. That si no hablas inglés, bienvenido. And don't forget to tell Mikey that if we have to shoot it up, we're going to shoot it up mainline, mainland, mainstream, underground until we catch your vein. So take this sound to your grave and tell the whole block that a Bambula building session is about to begin. And it's going to be like two church boys talking loud on the train, praising the Lord in Spanglish hip hop speak like check it. Pero que son, yo sé que fui the Lord, son. Eso que mira, you know what it is, fam? We keep the Bible real, kid. Tú me entiendo, porque he wants me to learn. He told me, son, to bring my notebook, son. Y mira, I was like, whoa, when the Reverend Pedro was waiting for me with a passport, and he told me that this time we're going to die knowing how beautiful we really are. Shout out to Pedro Pietri and the... And, and the whole New Yorican school of poetry, man. Um, all right, I got two more and then I'm, then we're done. I wish I could say, yo, meet me on town somewhere right now. We, we'll hang out after this, but that's not gonna happen. <laughs> Let's see, look what I found. This is called. Two brothers rap in front of St. Paul's. Brother one, boasts of his platonic relationship with Jesus, Sunday miracles, and baptized dreams. He said, I pray. I pray every day and I pray every night. Brother two egged him on with a speak and say that. Then brother one said, you hear me? I pray every night. And then he lowered his voice to a hymn 
and said, even when I'm high. All right. Let's be out with this poem called Crazy Bunch Barbecue at Jefferson Park. So as you can tell, I've been thinking about the Crazy Bunch forever. So this was sort of like a precursor right up until the Crazy Bunch um, book came out in 2019. But Brother Lowe and a whole bunch of other folks had already been appearing early in the work here, Nestor and and uh, and so on. So uh, this is when I started thinking about um, what it meant to be from somewhere, what it meant to belong to something, what it meant to um, grow old. And when I say old, I'm talking about mature. I'm not talking about, you know, in a way that Jose is like fucking with me about, you know, like my my elder status and shit, you know what I mean? But like, <laughs> but surviving more so than anything else. That's what I suppose that is about and uh, finding the beauty in that survival. Crazy Bunch Barbecue at Jefferson Park. This is definitely for the brothers who ain't here. Who would have said I had to write a poem like a list of names on the memorial that celebrated our own old timers day. For those of us who age in hood years, surviving the trade off was worth writing our names on the wall and telling the world that we were here forever. The barbecue started with a snap session. Jerry had the best snap of the day when he said that Skinnicki's family was so poor and the fellas yelled, how poor? And Jerry says, so poor that on Thanksgiving they had to eat turkey flavored Skittles. The laughter needed no help after we exposed the stretch marks of our growing pains. Fat Phil had the grill unlocked. He slapped my hand when I tried to cook an extra thigh. Yo, he said, go find something to do. Write a poem, write something, do something. I got this. I'm the chef. You the poet. Write about how you glad to be here. Look at the little boy on the baseball diamond. Look at him run circles around second base. Today is his birthday. Write about how the wind is trying to steal his balloon. It used to take a few shots, shots of something strong before we could say, I love you. We have always known how to curse and bless the dead. Now we let the silence say it. And like the little boy sneakers disappearing in a cloud of dirt, we walk home in the sun, grown up and full. This is definitely for the brothers who ain't here, who would have demanded I write a poem about how we beat a hood year and surviving the trade off was worth writing our names on the wall just to let the world know that we were here forever. Right on, y'all. Peace. Thank you, man. Jose, thank you. Haymarket, thank you. All the poets that came to chip in. And to the cipher, thank you. Much love, man. Always, always much love. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Yo, one more time for Willie Perdomo. The book is called Smoking Lovely, the remix. Go get it. Willie Perdomo. Uh, I, I'm, I have no words. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm at a loss and I'm honored and I wish so much that we could go uptown with you and keep the party going. Uh, Ashley, I, I believe it was Ashley was making fun of you for the way you love to say the word boogaloo. Boogaloo, uh, right? I know, I know. 
Hey, but for real, like, you know what I mean? It's necessary. And then I so wish that we could continue and get into some more with you uptown. Uh, and we'll we'll take a we'll take a, a rain pass, you know, and we'll make it happen when we can get together in person for everybody out in in YouTube Landia. You feel me? Uh, you know, I suggest you rewind it. You go back to this. You share it with somebody. <laughs> I suggest you you know you pick up a book from everybody that you saw tonight. Thank you to Haymarket Books. Uh, and yeah, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Stay safe. We didn't say. Um, and we'll see you next time. One more time. Give it up for Willie Pedomo. Give it up for y'all. Give it up for y'all. Right on. Haymarket Books. Take oh, care, thank you, everybody. man. Thank you, man. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, subscribe to our podcast and to the Haymarket Books YouTube channel, where events like this one are hosted live. And don't forget to check out haymarketbooks.org.